Welcome to Americana Quill, writer to writer. Please like and subscribe and tell a friend that likes to subscribe. Today, my guest is a brother in the storytelling community, especially when it comes to screenwriting. He's a director, producer, and actor. We all we have collaborated on a few projects and a feature film and some shorts that has won numerous awards. Um, I don't know how far I would go with screenwriting if it wasn't for this man. So I just want to uh, welcome a good friend and somebody that I consider a partner in this industry, Greg DaCosta. How you doing, bro? Feeling good. I'm feeling good, man. Uh, this is definitely a dope thing that you got going on here. Well, it's you know it's still the, the the beta stage of just you know doing interviews, trying to get comfortable myself with it. Just because I prefer just to be the a writer, like that's what I would love to do every day without any hesitation of even having to put my face out there. We just don't live in those times no more. So me knowing that is just taking a leap of faith of even trying to do something like this. So right, but you've always no, been I mean, in front of the dope, camera because okay, you gotta right. No, I was just gonna say you gotta um you gotta of course do multiple things inside of this industry, you know. Sometimes you can't just be a one trick pony. You know, one thing that right. you got going on, it could be really good, but then you could still go ahead and network and build uh, a, a fan base and just a, a community of people in a different area than your regular one. And guess where they're gonna go back to your original area? because uh, they wanna right. know more about you. So I definitely dig this. It's definitely a dope thing. No, I appreciate that. So I guess my first question, even though I know you, I want just to speak as if we don't know each other so much. When did you first start thinking of doing film? Mm -hmm. And what was the first story you probably did like as an imagination in your head, probably as a kid before you actually fully articulated it to put it to pen to paper? Mm, good question. Uh, <laughs> So the very first time I started doing filmmaking, um, if we're going to go ahead and speak about like writing, because writing is a part of filmmaking. If there's no writing, you have no filmmaking. Right. Um, but I started that when I was 15 years old. Um, and pretty much how that came about was um, it was a project that I was working on that I am still working on until this day. I'm 29, so that's 14 years in a, in a time frame. But uh, uh, it was a project that I was working on and I seen that I was really good with putting things together as far as stories. Um, and so what I did, I basically went ahead, I created this story, um, then I started writing more, writing more, and I made a season off of the whole entire thing. And then I made another season off of the whole entire thing. And I was just like, oh, this is dope. But then I was like, I want to get more into this because I always felt for myself that I could go ahead and do way more than just acting. I was like, I also would love to be an actor. So that's when a couple of friends of mine, uh, shout out to Anthony LaForge and Paul LaForge, because uh, those guys are the ones who got me into doing acting, into doing filming as well. Because if there was no them, there would be no filmmaker Greg DaCosta. I'll be real with you. Right. <laughs> so... Um, they actually helped out a lot when it came down to uh, just recognizing like who I was uh, as a filmmaker. And then eventually I started moving on to certain things, started going up, uh, started doing some projects from, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, from, uh, from short films to series, episodic stuff, uh, feature films, uh, everything, man. Yeah, I, I dipped into everything, you know? Uh, yeah, that's life. <laughs> <laughs> so 
what's the first film that made you feel like, I think I could do this? Like uh, the first movie, I guess, that you saw that was like, wow, I think I could do this. Uh, not that, that wasn't mine, right? Right, no, no, no. Just you just being a, a fan first of just watching something where you're like, wow. Well, if, if people don't know, if you don't know who I am, y'all don't know my series right now, I'll tell you about it. Listen, my all-time favorite series of all time, and that's the series that really made me say I could do this, was Smallville. Smallville really? My, yeah, that's my favorite series all time. I feel like uh, every good, every decent writer likes a CW show that they shouldn't like. <laughs> that becomes like <laughs> the reason why they think they could do this. Yeah. Listen, Mine's is One I, Tree Hill. That was one of the first TV shows one I was Tree like, Hill? yeah. <laughs> one of the TV shows where I was like, yo, this is some really good writing. Like, I just like clicked, like, oh, this is good writing. Yeah, this is, they got some good storylines here. Yeah. And I like the, the whole yeah, idea of basketball being show. in it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Shout out Chad Michael Murray. That's one of my favorites right there. Chad Michael Murray, yeah. Todd Wellen from, uh, from Smallville. Those are my, my, my guys. Right. Um, I don't know them, but they are. <laughs> they are. No, 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 absolutely. So what about Smallville yeah, okay. made you feel that way? Was it um, the storytelling or the way they were able to deconstruct the idea of, of um, Superman in a way that made it interesting to you? Yeah, so when it came down to Smallville, Smallville was just like, it was so dope because they came out with so much things that was before their time. You know what I mean? Like all that special effects and all that stuff for a TV show to be shown in. Like yeah. if you look at TV shows right now, they're not even on that level still, which is incredible for them to go ahead and do this. And it started in 2001, I believe. That's when their, their first episode started. So yeah, it's they like, for them to start then, like guys freaking we're in the future before the future. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like it True. was really so dope, but the, the storyline of it too, really just kept me engaged and i always love like my biggest when i say my biggest celebrity crushes Kristen crew like oh my goodness that's the girl who played lana uh lana lang inside there oh my goodness oh she's such a fan uh <laughs> but her work is so amazing and just like looking at her interviews how in-depth she is when it comes down to things like right. she's just really just so inspiring on like how she gets to these this level of like acting and, and becoming the character and then Tom too Tom Welling like I, I, I listen I've I've done my research on these characters right on, on these people not characters on the people them alone the actors that you know some of these people were just like they didn't even like acting or didn't even really like it's 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 just like they it's Acting is such an, um, an amazing art, you know what I mean? Like when you, it's it's the same thing like writing. You know, you get to go into these characters, you get to go into this world where you could show off to people that it's just different, man. It's so, right. I don't know, it's, totally. I, I love it, I love it overall. <laughs> so what do you feel was your breakthrough as a screenwriter and what is your breakthrough in all aspects of film because you do more than one thing? So I guess let's start off with, the screenwriting aspect, what was your breakthrough there? Or have you reached your breakthrough yet? Or is it just a small piece of, of a breakthrough that you felt like you've reached so far? Um, 
I would say everything is my breakthrough. You know what I mean? Like as far as like when I, when I first started writing, like the series I said before, it was called Type Zero. Type Zero, that was a breakthrough to me. When I, when I wrote that first episode, I was like, oh, okay, dang, I made it. This is it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, when yeah. you feel like you got a real good project on your hand, you're just like, yeah, this will do. But of course, I've never shot type, type Zero yet, so that's a thing. But I said, yet. Uh, <laughs> but then when I started shooting things like Mama's Boy or... Um, and 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 control and 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 the last sound that you and i worked on like the last right. sound i would see is probably that big project where that was like that breakthrough because i was just like yeah geez this is this is an amazing job right here like everything like you but know it, I mean? like, it felt good from day one it felt good on the day of the set everyone was prepared mm -hmm. everyone had good energy it's it like Making an attempt at a film one time with you and then seeing the way we did the last sound makes me know that it was like divine timing of us getting our feet wet in the industry that way. Right, right, right. You know, and there's there's a lot of things where, where it came down to, of course, as you know, like it there's there was been a lot, there was there were some challenging times when it came down to the last sound. Yeah. But the the cool thing about all those challenging times is basically what makes us into better filmmakers because we can say that we went through this there was a challenge that was here and we still went ahead and overcame that and got a project done very right. well in multiple film festivals won multiple film festivals i think no we're up to, to 17 or 18 um film festivals and at least 15 wins if i'm not mistaken there's a there's yeah there's a good amount. <laughs> there's there's, a good amount. It's a lot. Not trying to brag, guys, but we, we racked up. We racked up quite a bit. Exactly, man. But that's just because we believed in the project. I feel like if if people believe in their work and and a big thing I would always go ahead and say is don't settle. You know what I mean? Like whatever you see that you can do, you just understand that you can always do it better. No, absolutely. And I I think for the last sound, if there was a problem, we quickly found a solution and we didn't stay on the problem. Like, oh my God, how are we gonna solve this? Like, mm -hmm. I think for filmmaking, for screenwriting, anything in the medium of film when you're writing or or even having to get certain shots and, and placements, it's like, you gotta just find solutions. It's not about dwelling on the problem, it's realizing that there is one and then finding a solution. And mm -hmm. I think we were able to accomplish that. And that's probably why we feel so good about the last sound and, and the run it's on is like, we didn't let, the little hiccups we had stop us. It's like, all right, let's find a solution. Exactly. And we got some major news, but I ain't gonna say it yet. <laughs> oh, no, 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 for sure. I mean, this is this is coming out in December sometime, but no, for sure. So this is coming out in December. So if you want to share it or you want to wait. Following month, if anything. All right, well then let's let's hold off. We'll just have a recap. We'll have a recap. I won't share it. I won't share it just yet. So what is your, <laughs> so, okay. I found out what your favorite TV show is. What was your favorite movie if you have one? And what what's the reason why it's your favorite? Favorite movie? Oh man, hitting me hard. Uh, <laughs> what's my favorite movie? There's too many. There really for is too many. For but... instance, mine, mine is a Bronx Tale because of the great story writing and how they were able to show um, 
what comes up as such a basic story had so much emotions and it, it was just like a, a fly movie to me especially with the storytelling attached to it yeah i think that um if i go into dang i got like three favorite movies and i you know something with me is i don't I don't like to go ahead and put things in specific categories. The only thing I would ever do that with is, of course, the series, uh, which I said it was Smallville. That's my only mm-hmm. time I'll ever do anything with categories. But for movies, I don't have a specific category because I have like three off the top of my head. Um, and they're not they're not saying that's one or that's two or three. But I will right. say it like this. Um, so let's say training, one of. Yeah, I will say training day. Training Day is probably one of my favorites. Um, That's a great movie, and it was great writing. It's, it's great um, acting. You know, that's just an overall great film from top to bottom, and you can tell it started from what was on the page. And I think that's where me and you right. connect. That is what's on the page. If that's great, you'll find a way to make sure it shows on screen. But sometimes it don't always connect. But you being a director, you know, you have to write first in order to, to be able to be the coach, which I think. That's why I appreciate you is like, you understand, you can't just say I'm a director and you don't write shit. Like those, mm-hmm. those are the type of people they get on my nerve because then they could ruin a script. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely say um, that's definitely like one of the, the, the movies. The other one I would go to, which, uh, you know, it, it, it's the reason why I would say this is because the actor inside there was, one of my biggest inspirations um and i'll go directly to it black panther black panther was definitely my next favorite and um is that because chadwick um encompassed the role so well or you love dc movies and this is your top dc kind of or not dc excuse me marvel it's marvel yeah um it was because of Chadwick Boseman, but you also, it was also because of Michael B. Jordan's, like their chemistry inside there, like was so fire. Um, and definitely, definitely, definitely um, condolences to uh, Chadwick Boseman's family. Absolutely. That's definitely a thing that just needs to be said. Um, and like, honestly, he was the biggest inspiration as far as acting actors go was as a person he got me into working out he got my mind into a a factor of just saying like yo if i have it now i've got to use it now you know what i mean like he's done so much things where you know people just kind of skip over they look over and everything but i've i've admired this man since day one you know i mean like 42 um everything all his films that he's done he's always been so incredible inside each one of them so like yeah complete completely uh shattered when he when we lost him um but it it just also tells you like listen you got to continue going man no matter what and stay strong but black panther reason why too like i said it's just because very inspirational just seeing like the transformation of how his his how his, his his mindset and his health was but you know he was going through this whole he was going through cancer while he was in that playing that role you know what i mean yeah for like three or four years so, who, who would have known exactly so for him to look as good as he was inside of there like that's incredible that's inspired inspiration right there so uh yeah from everything man yeah definitely one of my favorite movies <laughs> like those that's, yeah. that's my, my, my thing but yeah what about uh what about yours like what's what what would you say is your second one 
Outside of a Bronx Tale, my favorite movie would probably be, hmm. There's a lot of good movies I like, but I think The Law Body Citizen was a well-executed movie that I can watch oh, <laughs> however or whenever. And not just because of Jamie Foxx, like Jamie Foxx was an excellent actor, but for me, it's like, if you have a good story, it's like, don't mess up the story. And I feel like they didn't mess up the story. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it hit the important parts where it needed to. And it was just excellent, excellent dialogue in it. Like, I just really enjoyed that that movie for sure. Yeah. There's a, there's a few movies, but I can't do off the top of my head like that. But Low Body Citizen is definitely like my number two for sure. So what's the last book the you might have read? Jamie Foxx. Yes, he's, he's amazing. Um, if we're going a book, probably the last book that I've ever read. Huh. Oh, okay. So I well, I mean, it, it was it's still a minute you, ago. You know, they say good writers need to be able to read books and things like that. So what? How do you keep updated with like at least processing information if you're not? If I if I don't read books, I'm I'm paying attention to the world. That's my that's my uh, that's how I get all my stuff from. You know what I mean? Like any type mm. of topics that I want to reach on or any type of uh, things that I feel like it, it's people talk about it probably for like a few months, if that, and then it just disappears. And then we never talk about it again until an event happens. Like those are the topics that I get on. That's my storytelling that I get on. And then I just look at life in general. Like I can't write anything by reading a, for me, I can't write anything for reading a, a book because I feel like when I read certain books, there's hella, like they have, so for years, right? Dreamer, right? All right. Uh, that one was such a dope book, such a dope book where it's like, I could read it and then I could read it again. And if I read it again, I know I can't get like, it's not saying that I can go ahead and be like, okay, I can now take this idea and put this into, into this. No, not for ideas, but just no, more of. It's really in, in, inspiring. Mm -hmm. Go on. Yeah, I was gonna say, me you talking not for, about not for ideas, but for what? Not for ideas, but I think sometimes reading frees your mind up, regardless of like just knowing how to prep next time you are in the essence of writing again, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm not I'm not speaking about well, you mean, yeah, trying to obtain ideas, just reading just to read, just to keep your mind fresh if you're not writing, is what I'm trying to that's why I'm asking you about that. Cause a lot uh, of directors like the way yeah. filmmakers, you can't Gotcha, you, can't, gotcha. you can't be a director if you don't write. I feel like if you if you're an author, you can't read book. You cannot read books without without writing. Like you can't write books without reading. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be a fan of the discipline too. You can't just do the you discipline. Can't write a book without reading. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think same way you can't probably do film without absolutely articulating absolutely. watching film. Yeah. So that that was just my curiosity on mm -hmm. on. The I mean, that goes for everything to, when it comes to, down to it. And uh, and yeah, and and filmmaking like that that goes for everything. I would say though too, like just for like acting in general, I catch myself sometimes, like if I watch a movie or if I watch a film, I'll see how the characters' reactions are, their expressions are, and then sometimes mm -hmm. to myself, I'll try to replay those expressions to see if I'm able to apply that same expression. And I'm like, okay, I could definitely do that. Or, you know, especially certain things when it comes down to the writing of it. 
Um, this was my thing when it came down to Smallville when I watched it, you know? Smallville is such an amazing show, but then I also look at stuff where they could have improved on right? and where they were lacking, you know? Such an it's like, I still see things where I was like, I don't know, I probably would have did it this way, but that's every filmmaker, you know? Every filmmaker has their opinion or every creative has their opinions to certain other, to other create creativity. Um, but that's just how I, I work, you know? Honestly, like I can look at something and be like, oh, I could probably increase it here. Or I, I probably would have, I, I probably would have did this a little bit better. But right. I mean, as far as like all my ideas or whatever, it's just coming from the world, man. And uh, the world, you know, 2020 is a story in itself. <laughs> you know what Absolutely. I mean? So like, yeah. I could write forever with this. Right, no, I hear you. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, what advice would you give someone who wanted to, um have a life of creating film, like getting to the career, like what, what advice would you give them? Hmm. Make sure you're willing to invest in your dream. Don't just think that this is something that is going to be easy. And don't think that once you start it, you should ever stop. And I, I believe that for everything, you know, that's yeah. my main rule. You can't start something. And then after that, say, yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take a break. And I, I don't think I'll get back to it because then sometimes what ends up happening is when you take these long breaks, you don't feel the same when you get back to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's good. If you're taking like a little break, don't take such a huge break where now you forget everything and you don't feel inspired anymore. There's a there's a song from from Big Sean. Uh, it's like an interlude of like one of the songs where he says, um, "Disconnect to reconnect." Right. And that line is such a powerful line, is because sometimes, yes, you have to disconnect yourself from certain things so you can go ahead and relearn the stuff that you loved, or was something that you were interested in, but never drop fully your stuff like never drop fully like the idea of like i'm not ever going to be like oh, okay i'm just going to stop screenwriting and then after that i'm only going to focus on acting there was a time period where i used to think that but i'm like no <laughs> like it's, it's just not gonna happen now my my writing may drop down a little bit so i could focus on certain other things but it's only going to drop down a little bit, not fully where it's going to be completely dead. I just right. don't. You're not going to de-escalate that, that part of your brain just to be an actor. You're going to try to keep them both at a at a level. Exactly. Exactly. What about you? Well, with this podcast, I'm trying to make sure I stay consistent with it. That's that's for one. But when it comes to writing, it's like I did it so much. It's, all, it's about me now mastering the art of marketing books. So therefore, I think I'm gonna take a year and a half to your hiatus after I release my next seven books in 2021. I have seven books slated for 2021. I'll probably at a later date, mm. give out release dates and things, but me knowing that, it's like I'm gonna take a relaxing break of actually writing books and just do a lot of reading, a lot of research and just retrain my mind again for going for another, you know, another seven years at this. You know, I've been, my first book was published in 2014. So let me give myself, a year or two break of actually putting out work and just focus on um, getting as many eyeballs as possible. Cause we're in the day and age where I could be the greatest writer in the world, but if nobody knows it, it's, you know, who who have I really helped? Who have I really affected? So 
So it's about building out different um, other businesses within my brand of Americana Quill. Like I know how to publish my books. That's one cool check. Now I'm learning how to do podcasts. So that's going to be two. And then obviously, you know, we, me and you collaborate on different films. So Americana Quill, Americana Quill films, like, so although all rooted in storytelling, it's about trying to touch every medium possible. And this is just another medium I'm trying to embrace at this moment. So just staying consistent, man, just trying to put numbers on the boards. Like we always talk about, always put numbers on the board by putting out the work and letting the people get to it. So that's, that's all I'm doing. And with me releasing seven books is like I got to let the audience have the time to catch up, right? And like with a back catalog of 14 books, by the time I do that, it's about promoting those books. So a lot of people probably don't know that I have 14 books out. It's like, how do I reach everyone for them to have a chance to look at one book? And if they're a fan of one book, see the other books that I've written as well, you know? So it's just about building a platform where people can can take the time to possibly look into me. So that's that's what's exciting for me in the future. And we're writing. Which is incredible. Like, thank you. Think about it. You, you say you say you got 14. <clears throat> 14. Well, soon to, soon, soon to be. Yeah, the pre-order yeah. links will be up soon, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll have That's seven books out to have. 14. You know, not a lot yeah. of people could even do one book. <laughs> true, mean, so. true. But I'm just trying to take the Nipsey Hustle approach into writing. It's like build up the back catalog. So when I am in a position to get a book deal, everything else will, will will benefit from that too. Same thing with Russ and like different musical artists. It's like they have the right blueprints. And it's like, if I could apply that yeah. on my scale of writing and storytelling, I think it will it will, it will benefit me tremendously for sure. Right. Did I answer your question? I hope I didn't um, skip over it by accident. No, you did, you did. Okay. No, you did. definitely did. Yeah, so that's that's kind of my approach for the next year and a half, two years. What are some films you're working on? If you can talk about it, if not, I understand because I know you got you know copyright and things again copyright <laughs> at the moment and stuff like that. Uh, films on. I know. On I know we right have now. news that we can't necessarily share either. So it's like, but like, what projects do you right. have been going on? Yeah, it's like, what what can you really talk about? Uh, <laughs> like, you mean I I got therapy, of course. Therapy. Uh, I just signed a deal with uh oh wait <laughs> let me wait 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 you didn't tell me therapy. about this one congratulations <laughs> um yeah so so that one i mean but it's by the time in december i think it should be fine right you said that's when you, this is releasing right yeah okay so um just on a deal with uh with, with bitpix tv uh so that one is on it's gonna be on apple tv ios Android TV, uh, Android, Fire TV, and Roku. Is it going to be the way it's shot now, or do you have to reshoot it? So uh, if anyone has seen therapy already, um, they already know, like, how certain things are, right? So it's like there's, like, a little bit of a one. There's one episode, then there's two, and then there's three. So now what is inside of this one, which is inside of this pilot, is it just moves smoothly. There's no breaks. It just goes straight in. There's a little bit of a fade out moment, um, but then that's pretty much it. Then we just go right into the next part. Um, and also there's something that's changed up with the last episode too. So there, there is pretty much, it is, it is a different, it's different. It is it's different now. Dope. So if someone was to watch it, they'd be like, oh, okay. Like I see the difference. No, I definitely <laughs> saw the, 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 so. 
That is a thing. The short film aspect of the episodes, I guess now you're putting it kind of more all together as a, as a pilot episode before you move forward is what it sounds like. So, you know, if they give you enough budget to hire a writer, you know, I'm here, so. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, congratulations, because... man, that is big. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, appreciate That's it. super big. Yeah, so there's a, there's also, I get that. So what is your, let me ask you a question. What is your process for writing? Cause I know we, we both have different processes. So what's your process for writing a screenplay? Um, depends on the screenplay, honestly. Um, if we're talking, uh, all right, one by yourself and then one with like, I guess, uh, when you're working with, with other people compared to when you're working by yourself, I guess that's how we could. Differentiate. Oh, if, I'm working, if I'm working by myself, I'm I'm cool. I'm chilling, man. Like I'm <laughs> I'm literally going ahead and just like I'll as soon as I start writing, I'll just keep on going. Like I'll I'll try my hardest to make sure anytime I'm writing something, at least I can get anywhere from like six to ten pages within like a couple hours. Um but then after I do that, within those couple hours, I may not go back to it until like the next day. So I can probably get like another six to 10 pages in. Um, but that's, I mean, that's pretty much just, you know, so if it's episodic, then yeah, I'm my whole entire process on episodic stuff, it always has to have a cliffhanger. Um, of course, it always has to seem like it's a continuous type of thing. And yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I have so much things that's inside of my my mind where it comes down to like creativity. It's just like, yeah. Sometimes when I when I start writing, I'm like, I'm in a different world, bro. Like I, I'm like so no no same. So different. Do you have to listen to music or like meditate before you write? Do you have like any traditional things that you like to do? Depends. Uh, one of these last projects I did, which was a horror film, um, well, it's a horror screenplay, I should say. Um, it I had to listen to uh what's that guy um us um with jordan peele this count the soundtrack oh. yeah oh. so i had to listen to that just to get into that horror vibe and if you go ahead go on your spotify or if it's on apple music go on apple music take a listen to that yeah because that is some scary stuff but the vibe of that and then i just change the color i'll, I'll change the color of my light and then after that i'll make it like red or something like something dark have my yeah. laptop out then i'll just start writing in there bro it's, it's, it gives it a completely different vibe but then right. sometimes i'll put some smooth music on or you know if i'm driving in the car what i'll do is sometimes i'll take my phone out i'll click record on there and i'll act like i'm playing as different characters and sometimes drives can be however long it'll be 30 minute long drive so that means if i'm going to act i'm going to act for 30 minutes and that means if I was writing a 30 minute show, I have a whole entire episode by the time I get to my destination. Right. So I've done that so many times. And it's so fun because it's just like, you're not even really thinking about the drive. You're just thinking about like how this whole entire thing glists. And whenever you get up, like, I know whenever I get a good idea, like I just start feeling chills. Like my hair just comes up, yeah. bumps, all that. You same, know? same, same. That's, yeah, that's my vibe. That's how I do things, man. Um, used to have wine back in the day, but I stopped doing that. That can have a really bad uh, turning effect. 
<laughs> oh wow well you think you wrote something good and it's not good or like you just be overindulging because of that yeah you just be indulging sometimes you be drinking so much and then you be like oh damn i done finished the bottle already and it's like right you almost almost ruined <laughs> your laptop you drink, like at least a while ago right <laughs> you know yeah i think a glass of wine is cool your, before uh, you start the process, process? <clears throat> my process personally is um try to sit quietly for a few minutes and try to figure out some things in my head. Sometimes I will listen to certain artists and I'll listen to that particular album maybe just to get me into the mode of like maybe one of the songs that told the story. And they're like exactly. kind of based a character. Yeah, like have a base character off of that or sometimes it's just drinking rum and coke by myself and just, just talking things out of how I'm gonna get from point A to point Z. Then I'll just write out the storyline. Then the next day I'll probably get to work and I can, you know, when it comes to books, I could probably write about 40, 50,000 words if I wanted to in like 30 to 35 days nonstop. And if it's a, um, if it's a screenplay, it's like if I write six to 10 pages a day for a first draft, I think that's, you know, that's pretty good. Cause in 10 days I'll have at least something to work off of and then retouch up the dialogue and talk to myself about that. So it all depends on the medium that I'm writing in for sure. But just, you know, having a moment to yourself, I think, before you write um, to clear your head, it helps. So even meditation uh, is what I'm trying to do now. But since I'm kind of taking a break, it's already read so much. It's like I'm finally feeling decompressing of that. Because at one point, I feel like I was getting exhausted of just writing material. And the, the my one fear is having all these books in my laptop and they don't come out. It's like, what yeah. the hell was, what was the point? What's the point? Mm-hmm. Same thing with screenplays. It's like I need a you need a real budget for these things to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. So with that, it's like if you don't have the money to film it, I could write as many great scripts as I want. Where the hell is it gonna go? And for right. some of the books I have coming out, I had to reformat them into books and add a little bit more detail to make them books because it's like at least I got the story out, and now I can work on finding the funding again for the film. So that's kind of where I'm at with some things. And it's like, it's like, let me just get the stories out because the stories are impactful regardless if they're in whatever medium. It's just about getting them out to the public. So that's kind of what I've been focusing on. Right. So if if this is going back to um to saying like, what's another thing that you would tell like, you know, people who are inspiring uh filmmakers or who want to do stuff like this? My biggest one another big thing I would also say, besides just investing into your into your work and, and making sure you don't you know stop believing in yourself um is make sure that you do something that is like if you're going to start off with anything make sure you do something if you want to film it that's reasonable within inside of your your budget absolutely your budget, you know what i mean like i can't go ahead and say like my first my first screenplay once again was type zero i can't shoot type zero I ain't got that type of money. <laughs> That's type of money. That's what the film should have been called because I don't right. have that money. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's how um, we going to do this should be the, the, the name of the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So when it comes down to it, like I use my house and my house is essentially like literally called like Greg Costa Studios because it's, I have so much different layers of this house and it's like, I can use so much different things that I still, to this day, but I still have, oh, I never 
well, I never really shot inside of my room like that. I did for one project, but it wasn't like anything too crazy. Um, you know the project. Um, right. But <laughs> other than that, like, that was it. I've never really shot anything crazy like that. I've never used my backyard fully. I've used it. I used the deck up, down, up, up, down, upstairs deck and I used the, the downstairs and I used the grass. But then there's another layer of my backyard that I still haven't used. There's a lot of stuff where you can go ahead and just move things around and it'll look completely different, you know? So it just, yeah. just use your stuff that you have in your capability. Uh, and, and that's, and that's, that's near. So you don't have to yeah. go crazy on the freaking budget. Cause that's sometimes hella annoying. No, I get you. Um, I think you might have been breaking up a little bit. So just a quick reference. He was talking about using references and like one of his biggest things that helps him save money is using his actual home and using different rooms in the home and maybe restationing things. So I just wanted to, you know, just quickly cap that up just in case um, some of what you were saying was broken up. So my apologies on that, bro. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. So uh, you mentioned this. So talk to me about Greg DaCosta Films and... um. You kind of told me what's already coming down the pipeline, but like, how did you become, you actually helped me want to make a decision on um, start branding myself outside of um, just saying I'm an author and my name is Brinson Woodall, you know? So mm -hmm. you helped me come up, not come up with the idea, but like the thought process of I should move forward with getting a logo and things like that and right. creating certain services so I can have an umbrella for everything I want to do. And you're doing that with your name, Great Casa Films. So like, what else do you want to do with Great the Casa Films outside of just filming and screenwriting? And like, is it going to be an overall hub for like a lot of different people to come to? Or is it really just for you to stamp yourself as, an, as a work, as a body of work? Yeah, it was like, I really wanted to go ahead and branch it off into, um, and let me know if my voice is lagging because I'm not saying that. Uh, but yeah, so I want to go ahead and make sure that Greg Takasa Studios is a home for not only just for film, but just for like everything, man. Like, I, I want to go ahead and make sure that because when it comes down to that goes on with inside of uh, from my family, just people that I know. I, it's always been around inside of my life. And so I've always, always, always hated that stuff. So I definitely wouldn't mind to go ahead and even have Greg Takasa Studios eventually um, mixing in with one of like the research companies out there to go ahead and figure out a way to go ahead and, 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 and find an actual cure that we can actually just use. Because I'll bring this up for example, right? It takes this guy, Donald Trump, right? He got into politics, but we're not gonna go there. But well, we, we are, but kind of not. But um, it takes this guy, Donald Trump, to go ahead and get COVID, right? <laughs> Once he gets COVID, he goes ahead and says, oh, you know, I got a cure and everything. And, you know, I'm feeling a lot better and all this other stuff like that. Meanwhile, there are how, so many people that have died to COVID. But it takes one person and then he goes out and makes a joke. Well, you know, it's not too bad being the president and all this other stuff. All right. So do we have to somehow get you cancer so we can get the cure for cancer? Because if it takes just this one person, if you can go ahead and somehow get a cure and then you're all better out of nowhere, then we need to have that same exact mentality for cancer. This, this, like, what are we like? We've been trying so many things. Is, is, is COVID the next quicker cancer of it? 
but it's just like, come on, we need we need some type of answers for this, man. We have we need some type of answer. I've I've, I've lost way too many people, losing way too many people, and it's just it's really annoying. Yeah. So I definitely would love to go ahead and have some type of thing where uh, Greg Degasa Studios ties into stuff like that. Um, so you want to like provide like a nonprofit sector of Greg Degasa Studios of health though with cancer and things like that and absolutely. Absolutely. Preventative Which, measures. Correct. Because honestly, like this is scary time that we're living in, man. But like I said, I, I've just had way too much uh, when it when I when it comes down to this type of stuff, and uh, it's very annoying. So I, I don't I don't only want to just stay inside of the film world. That's where a lot of people go ahead and, and get messed up, and they'll be like, "Oh, you know, you're going to become famous and all this other stuff." I'm, I don't I don't care about the fame, bro. Like honestly, I don't. I just need answers. I care about the answers on how to fix that. That's my biggest thing. It's cool to go ahead and provide for my family and my friends, all this other stuff like that, the, my loved ones. But at the end of the day, let's figure this out. Cause that's right. an issue that's going on. You know what I mean? Sure. That doesn't care what color you are, black, white, Spanish, Asian, doesn't matter. Indian, it could be anything. It's coming, like cancer goes anywhere and it's been killing us for too long. So that's my thing. Uh, that's that makes sense. I think everyone that um, when you reach a certain level, you should everyone should always want to obtain some type of way of giving back. And that's a beautiful way to try to give back is yeah, if you pay attention to all the, not all the films. No, 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 but you've we've, we've had films and you've had your own films. I, I always incorporate that. Right. right, you know, so like you were talking about some type of thing with cancer, stage four, or something like that. I place these things in here because I'm just like, yo, I'm trying to get it into people's head. Like, yo, this is a topic that I'm gonna be on for like my whole entire film career until we get it right. And then people are gonna be like, right. oh, well, this is the guy who talks about cancer a lot. Yeah, but what are we doing? To label me as that? I don't know. <laughs> but, no, no, I get yeah, that. That's Absolutely. What about you? Um, well, outside of me, like wanting to just give back to like the places that given to me so much, it's more of Americana Quill will be just, I want it to be a, a hub for like a different of my interests, along with it's stuck to story writing. Now, as far as non-for-profits, I want to give back to the youth center I grew up at. I want to give back to, um, a few places for sure. And like, I don't know if I have, if I want to like dedicate a whole, organization of my, of my name under it rather than having money to allocate to those that I know that are doing the great work. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's that's more of, of my thing. It's like, hopefully I build up enough equity and enough, enough finances where I can then absolutely allocate the funds to like true charitable organizations where it's not about me being a face, it's about me knowing that they're gonna put these resources to use into like what needs to be done. So that's that's more my focus if when I'm able to be in a position to do more charitable things, for sure. But this has been a great conversation, my brother. Um, so thank you so much. So usually I do a quote of the week Absolutely. and then lyrics thank of the week. So quote of the week mm. is, as a writer, I demand the right to write any character in the world that I want to write, I demand the right to be them. I demand the right 
to thank them, and I demand the right to tell the truth as I see they are, as I see they are. That's how he wrote it, which is Quentin Tarantino. So that's a very good um, director and filmmaker, mm. and he's somebody that also takes writing very seriously. So for him to say that, it's that it's, it's pretty big. So, what are you, what are your thoughts on that quote? I dig it, hundred percent, man. Like, it's uh for uh for Quentin Tarantino, like, bro, he's. <laughs> You see so many things. I think it was like on the last, uh, the last Oscars. Mm -hmm. um, so many people go ahead and be like, "Yeah, I got my style from Tarantino." Yeah, I got my style from Tarantino. Like it was yeah. just so much of that going out there. It's because he's just such a, an amazing like, person where he can make the story just come out looking insane. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just. I can't even name like I can't even name like a, a movie where he can he's where I could say I haven't liked of his, which is kind of crazy. Um, Glorious Bastards, that was amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jang, come on now, listen. Yeah. <laughs> the quote goes, "No, definitely heavy." I I I I feel that. I I definitely accept that. Um, you have you have the right to go ahead and and, and do any of that stuff. We're, as as writers, you, you should always have the right to go ahead and express oh, your story. Yourself. Absolutely, exactly. You know what I mean, in in any type of way. Um, and you shouldn't be shunned on because you're talking about this and there's that. I've heard one thing from someone say. Someone said this this one thing, which kind of irritated me. I don't know where I seen it, but it did irritate me a lot. They said write what you um uh, what is it what is it? i think it said it said write what you know mm -hmm. um not um or some, some, oh man i don't want to butcher it but it, it said something about like write what you know not what you uh write what you know when you've been through not what you haven't been through and i i agree with that to a certain extent because i i like to say a lot of times is um you know Everything that I write, of course, is what I know. Um, and of course, if I'm looking at certain stuff, it's easier for me to go ahead and just write it. Like I said, like topics and the news and stuff like that, I'm able to do that, no problem, right? Right. But like, you can't tell me that these people know what it's like to be in Star Trek, <laughs> you know right. I mean? to be in Star Wars and stuff. Like the freedom of writing makes you being able to write anything sci-fi dramatic whatever the thing is like yeah. that's the freedom of writing so i agree right until you could just write to write <laughs> that's it you know i agree there's no wrong in writing i think some people feel that way when um they feel like you, you um like i feel like that's a poignant thing it's like when you're a storyteller you're just trying to tell the best story now if you have characters that you don't know much about maybe it's not about you getting someone else to write those parts, but you definitely should do your research, right? Like, I can't write necessarily the best script for a gay person. And I guess like, that's what they're talking about kind of sometimes is if you're gonna have a gay character, you know, portray them correctly. Right, or if, right. they, if, you're, if you're a white writer writing for black people, portray them correctly. Like, 
I agree with that to certain levels, but it's more of that person needs to be more sensitive mm-hmm. prior while writing those characters than anything else, than to him not being able to write them at all or she not being able to write them at all. So it's more about just doing research and, and being having compassion and being truly considerate of those other people that you're writing f- about if you haven't walked those shoes. Like so, therapy, for example, like when I wrote the whole therapist thing, I think the first, first go around, I did something that was unethical, but then now I had to change it around to, to like, when you see it again, it's, it looks like it's so much cleaner. Everything's cleaned up and stuff. So you really do have to make sure that you do the research to find all these things, but right. also have the freedom of being able to write whatever, like I said, like write whatever you want, you know? Yeah, but then it's also important for you to have... No, the word wrong is not inside of right. Right. (laughs) I agree. I agree. But I think it's also best if you get a circle of well-rounded people that you can share your script with or your book with and let them give you opinions if you don't see their, their side because you're not of that elk. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay right. too. It's like, mm-hmm. don't just write it for yourself don't and then you think much, it's perfect. Don't have too much ego. Right. You. Well, that's a that's another quick question. Do you think you write from a place of ego or no ego at all? Because I feel like maybe when you have to be an actor, you have to have the confidence knowing that you're the best. Like, I feel like me as a writer, when I'm telling the stories, it's like the best place is to have no ego to write it. And then exactly. maybe the ego the ego comes in when you put the book out to the world and know that it deserves it deserves its place in in the market. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, how do you, no, absolutely. How do you feel? Okay. I I think when it when it comes down to it, man, like I I did, ego is not something that's with inside of me. I'm confident. Yes, I'm confident in my abilities to write and and as an actor and all this other stuff. But do I need improvement in it? Yes, absolutely. You shouldn't be doing anything thinking that you're like the best and everything because then it's like if you are truly the best and everything everyone is going to like your work there won't be one person that's going to complain about your work because you're the best there's no improvements in the being the best but i'm the best version of myself absolutely but do i want to improve on myself absolutely you know what i mean self-love man you can't just go ahead and say oh i love myself to this point and that's it no i love myself to, to always better myself that's right. what I love myself for. That goes for yeah. everything that I do. So I won't yeah. ever have, I won't ever be a man of ego. That's right. just not me. Yeah, same for the most part. No, no, no. I think, I think, I think some, some mediums, some mediums need that. I just, I don't need that to move forward in, in, in the career I'm chosen. I've Absolutely. chosen, you know, so it depends. Some, some professions need it. It's right. just, I just know as a writer, I don't think it serves you as much as, as people might think. Okay, so now uh, outside of quote of the week, right. also do lyrics of the week, which is from an artist that you you enjoy, that we both enjoy, that we both have a common interest in, and that's Logic, amen. So I'm going to just read the verse. And if I don't get flagged on YouTube or Spotify, I'll put his verse actually with the beat. And hopefully I don't get sued. But um, here's the lyrics of the week. This right here for anyone who okay. would, anyone who ride with me, heard me laugh, watched me <laughs> ride the time with me. In the game, not just on the sideline with me. I'm a sinner, I'll admit it, but I got God with me. Been to hell and back twice just to feel the burn. If your ass don't fall down, then you'll never learn. 
I just want to be the best that I can be. I just want to be me, even if I sound naive. I thought acceptance from others, it would set me free, but it didn't. No. Oh, no, it never did. No matter what I say, no matter what I give, sometimes people make me question if I want to live. We call that a dark day, such a dark day. But I know tomorrow going to come, we're going to come my way. And I know in my heart, it's going to be a better day. It's going to be a better day. That's why I came here to say, amen. So what I like about those lyrics and the writing in that is that although it's very simple, it's very poignant and important that um, no matter how many dark days you have as a writer, just know the next day should be better. And if you don't see success on the top of the charts when you release a book or your films and you feel like no one's paying attention, you know the work you put in and you know that it's just a stepping stone for you to work on the next project or the next idea. And I think those lyrics kind of can exemplify those things. So that's why that's lyrics of the week. Greg DaCosta, I want to thank you for joining me for Americana Quill, mm-hmm. writer to writer. Pleasure um, being here, brother. Thank you, thank you for having me. This is dope. I like this this feeling. I love this vibe. It's, it's a dope setup, bro. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. We'll definitely talk a little bit more, but thank you everyone for listening. This is Americana Quill, writer to writer. right here for anyone who ride with me heard me laugh watch me cry did time with me in the game not just on the sideline with me i'm a sinner i'll admit it but i got god with me been to hell and back twice just to feel the burn if your ass don't fall down then you'll never learn i just want to be the best that i can be i just want to be me even if it's not naive i thought acceptance from others it would set me free but it didn't know oh no it never did no matter what i said no matter what i get sometimes people make me question if i want to live we call that a dark day such a dark day but i know tomorrow gonna come it gonna come my way and i know in my heart it's gonna be a better day it's gonna be a better day that's why i came here to say amen amen amen